Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, September 12th. This is your FT News Briefing. Norway's sovereign wealth fund is betting on UBS. The euro has been on a losing streak. We'll tell you why. And Google is in court today battling antitrust charges. This is truly seen as the biggest antitrust monopoly case in the U.S. since a landmark trial that happened 25 years ago. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Norway's Sovereign Wealth Fund is now the biggest shareholder in the Swiss bank UBS. Norgesbank Investment Management runs the world's biggest sovereign wealth fund with a whopping $1.4 trillion in assets. It's held a part of UBS for the past two decades, but now it's up the stake to more than 5%. This is important because UBS has been trying to win over international investors. It wants to convince them of the benefits of its Credit Suisse takeover. Big fund managers are looking at how well UBS navigates the tricky process of integrating the banks and how quickly it starts paying shareholders again. A landmark antitrust trial starts today in Washington, D.C. The Department of Justice is suing Google for anti-competitive practices. It's part of a larger push to crack down on big tech. I'm joined now by the FT's U.S. legal and enforcement correspondent, Stefania Palma. Hi, Stefania. Hi, Mark. So, Stefania, why is this case such a big deal? So, this is truly seen as the biggest antitrust monopoly case in the U.S. since a landmark trial that happened 25 years ago. At the time, the government had accused Microsoft of uh, using its Windows monopoly to try and quash a pioneering web browser called Netscape. Now, 25 years later, we are seeing a new sort of wave of big tech dominance in the U.S. and a new set of antitrust officials are now very keen to heighten scrutiny around the dominance of these players and now we're faced with this new trial that addresses just that. Now, going back to today's Google case, what is the Department of Justice, the DOJ, accusing the company of? So the crux of the complaint brought by the DOJ revolves around a series of agreements that the company put together that basically guarantee that when you turn on your mobile phone or your computer, the Google search browser is featured prominently. What does Google say in response to this? So very broadly, one of the key kind of counters that Google has brought is basically that that users choose the Google search engine merely because it's a great product and that consumers have the choice to basically pick them over others. Generally, when it comes to the agreements, they are arguing that those are mainly shaped by the other parties, say someone like Apple, that these companies actually allow others to bid. They're trying to latch that on to the the kind of key school of thought that has underpinned antitrust law and the application of antitrust law in the U.S. for the past few decades, which basically is the point that you can kind of allow companies to grow as much as they want or like, as long as the consumer is not harmed. And they are arguing, according to this standard, we're not harming consumers at all. We're giving them a great product. All right, so what does this trial more broadly tell you about this era of unbridled 
sky-high profits for big tech? Is it a signal that we're at the beginning of the end? I mean, I think it's a big moment in the same way that the Microsoft monopoly case 25 years ago was uh, sort of dubbed the antitrust trial of the century because it came at such a high point for tech development. And once again, now we're really sort of seeing this new set of uh, very senior antitrust officials here in D.C. who generally are saying that very lax enforcement in the last few years has led to sort of proliferation of anti-competitive conduct in the U.S., especially in big tech, and they're committed to rein that in. It is no doubt that this is definitely one of the single biggest tests at the DOJ. Stefania Palma is the FT's U.S. legal enforcement correspondent. She'll be covering the Google antitrust case. Thanks, Stefania. Thank you. All is not well with the euro. The currency has recorded eight straight weeks of losses against the dollar. Now, the focus will be on how the European Central Bank responds when it meets on Thursday. Here to talk to us about the woes of the euro is the FT's Mary McDougall. She covers foreign exchange markets. Hey, Mary. Hi, Mark. Okay, so what's been happening with the euro lately besides, you know, it's been bad? Well, it was up a little bit on Monday, but generally it's been down. As you said, it's down around 5% from its mid-July peak, which is a pretty big move in the foreign exchange markets. And this is largely because the economic data out of Europe has been consistently poor um, and worse than people expected, and particularly in Germany, which is the Eurozone's traditional growth engine. So manufacturing, which is a leading economic indicator, has been weak for quite a while, and now the services data is coming in bad too. So all of this doom and gloom has been driving the euro lower. Okay, so that's on the European side. What else is going on? Well, you've also had consistently strong data coming out of the US, which has been making the dollar much stronger than anyone thought it would be. Just last week, the jobless claims fell unexpectedly. And then the data in China, of course, has been really bad. And this has led to a fight to quality, which has made the dollar stronger. And it's also been negative for the euro, um, because there's less demand from China for European exports. So it's all a bit of a perfect storm. So Mary, the ECB is meeting later this week, as I mentioned, and officials are set to decide whether to raise interest rates again. How might the weakness of the euro complicate that decision? It is interesting because typically when central banks put up interest rates, um, you expect the currency to strengthen too. And the reason that they're putting up interest rates is to cool inflation, which has been persistently sticky. But some investors are saying now that the ECB might have been a bit of a bind because of the deteriorating economic outlook if markets took the view that the ECB was hiking into a recession then they could start to price in that the ECB would be forced to do more cuts down the line so instead of the euro strengthening as you would expect there is a chance that the euro would actually weaken if they increased more and then this can be unhelpful for inflation because a weaker currency puts up the cost of imported goods, imported inflation. That was Mary McDougall, who covers foreign exchange markets for the FT. Thanks, Mary. Thanks, Mark. Before we go, it's time to roll up our sleeves again. 
Literally. Yesterday, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved new booster shots for COVID-19. You might have noticed that cases have been ticking up in recent months. The new shots from Moderna and Pfizer-BioNTech should be available soon. Anyone five years old and over can get an updated jab, just so long as it's been at least two months since their last one. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com for free when you click the links in our show notes. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.